Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Good morning. My name's Helen, and I have the the honour today of bringing the word to you. Uh, If you're watching online uh, live, or you might be watching this later on from somewhere else, um, a warm welcome to you. And I hope that today, uh, yeah, I can share something with you that might bring you some inspiration in your own uh, life. So um, before I start, how about I just pray? We'll invite the Lord to come and and speak through me uh, and with me. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you have for all of us spiritual food to feed and nourish our souls and to help us grow. And Father, I pray right now that you would just anoint me with fresh oil so that I can convey the message that you have laid on my heart. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So today um, I wanted to share with you a message about blessing. And it's a message that uh, was planted in me as a seed many years ago when uh, I attended a service down in Wollongong, where my family used to live in New South Wales. And the preacher um, began with a a three-sentence rhyme that's actually quite corny but very easy to remember, and it really encapsulated for me uh, the beginnings of a great revelation of, um, of how my life could look quite different. And the rhyme goes like this. Do not seek to impress... Just seek to bless, and that will get rid of all the stress. Now, when I first heard that, um, it took a little while to resonate with me, especially as he he unpacked that in his sermon. Um, And it began a process of helping me uh, to deal with my many anxieties and my huge tendency towards stress and to find that actually the root of much of that was my um, orientation towards impressing others or uh, towards gaining the approval of others Um, and yeah so there was there was a great journey ahead for me um, in terms of of beginning to uh, tease out these two different motives that uh, the rhyme addresses. And one of them is to do things or say things uh, for the purpose of gaining approval or impressing others. And the other is to do things and say things for the purpose of blessing other people. And uh, as you heard in the rhyme, uh, it's not scripture, but as you'll see there, it's very deeply founded in scriptural truths, as we'll explore 
through this time. Um, by, by replacing the one for the other, by shifting your heart motive from seeking to impress others to seeking to bless and be a blessing, so much stress is eliminated and actually your load becomes so much lighter. So I'd like to give you an example of that uh, played out um, to kind of demonstrate how the stress can be diminished through changing these motives. Um, so for many, many years, I've uh, sought to use my gift that God's given me of, of music um, in church to, to serve the body of Christ and to, to bless the Lord in the worship ministry. And I do love worship. I, I um, you know, it's, it's a way of connecting with God that is, is very, very dear and important to me and it has brought a great deal of blessing and refreshing and healing into my own life. But for many years, um, my anxiety and my fear around being part of this ministry and around particularly singing in front of an audience was quite overwhelming and extremely distressing. Um, if I was to use the word stress, it would probably not quite be strong enough because um, I'm talking about maybe a whole month before needing to sing in front of the church in a, in a team of, of not sleeping, of being physically ill every time I thought about it, which was almost all day, um, and it really impeding on my functioning and, um, and just the process of, of going through the turmoil and the, and the anxiety of that and the cost of that was very depleting. And there came a time um, where I actually laid that whole ministry down and just, it's too much, I can't keep doing this, it's too hard. And so for quite a long time, uh, I, I wasn't involved at all in, in music ministry. And during this time, I really learned quite a lot about what had been going on inside of me that had caused so much anxiety and, and stress. And I realized that even though I loved the Lord and I really did want to glorify the Lord and I wanted to honor him and to bless people, Yet my heart was also filled with this desperate need to have others approve of me. And this manifested in my need or my desire or my belief that what I did needed to be perfect. What I did needed to just be beyond criticism. It had to be in such a way that people would look well upon me or even look up to me and... As I went through a process, I guess, of healing, a journey of self-growth in the Lord, he showed me that underneath that was terrible insecurity and, and huge doubts about my worth and value. And I was misplacing the need for validation onto the congregation. And the Lord did a lot in me during this time. And it was fantastic to come back into this ministry from quite a different angle and actually begin to experience the joy of imperfection, of accepting myself the way I am and of knowing that as long as I was seeking to be a blessing, that was enough. It didn't have to be perfect. It was just the best I could bring forth. Like 
the little boy in the gospel who has his his um, his fish and his loaves of bread, a small amount of food that he brought for lunch, and he gives them to Jesus, and they are good enough for Jesus to break them and bless them and make that enough to feed 5,000 people with food left over to be gathered up into baskets. What I learnt was that we are enough, I am enough. When our heart is motivated in serving uh, with with the purpose of blessing other people, So um, this has played out for me in so many different ways in my life. But I'd like to just maybe unpack it in, um, in three simple areas today. And one of them is our words, seeking to bless others with our words. Another is actions, seeking to be a blessing with actions or through actions. And another is kind of our our heart, seeking to be a blessing to others or or actually filling our heart with thoughts of others and prayers for others and orientating our heart in motivation of love toward others. That's an internal uh, aspect of being a blessing and it will work its way in and through your life. Uh, as Jesus said, that out of the good things stored inside of our hearts, the mouth will speak. Um, and so it's very important that our hearts are orientated towards being a blessing as well as our words and our actions. So let's have a think about uh, blessing other people with our words. Our words are just incredibly powerful, as, as we all know. What an incredible impact they can have, both for good in our lives and also in destructive ways. Um, The Bible encourages us to speak only words that build others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Imagine a world where we all actually did that, (laughs) like literally, like our motivation being in every situation, how can I build this person up, or how can I be a blessing and add to and strengthen what's happening here in this group, organisation? How can I align myself with what I see God doing, because God is at work everywhere? How can I be part of that and speak into that in a way that contributes? So words can actually help to shape other people into the best version of themselves. And that's a powerful responsibility. And of course, the opposite is also true, that words can be used to destroy um, who people are really meant to be. And they can lead people into self-doubt and all sorts of negative views of themselves, especially when the person using those words has significant authority to shape that other person, say a teacher or a parent, someone in authority. So, of course, we need to use our words with extreme caution and think carefully as we use them. The beauty is about using our words is that 
when we speak blessing, it not only blesses the other person, it also blesses ourselves. Somehow there's this economy in God where nothing is ever just one thing. You would know this about him by now. In the, the abundance of his goodness, as we bless others or refresh others, we ourselves are blessed and refreshed. And in some ways, this is somewhat of a mystery. Um, but scripture is, is full of, um, particularly in Proverbs and other places of wisdom literature, of, uh, of bringing out this truth, this beautiful truth. So the other um, focal point, I guess, for now was to think about ways of blessing people in our deeds, in our service, in, in acts of kindness, um, expressions of God's goodness in what we do. And of course, what we do and what we say are often combined, but just pulling them apart for a moment to have a look at that. Um, and I wanted to bring out here just a really important thing, which is that we, as created in God's image, are all unique and we have different gifts, different strengths and different motivations that line up with the gifts and the strengths that we have. So I'm motivated to uh, listen to music and learn worship. It's, it's a motivation I have that goes with the gift of, uh, of playing music. But you may be motivated in completely different ways. And the, the, the wide diversity of abilities that we have make the body of Christ an absolute force of goodness as we all work according to the gifts we've been given. And I think that's one of the, um, the really special things about the gifts of service and how diverse they are. When God calls you to be a blessing, he won't call you to be someone that you are not or to operate in an area that, that doesn't correlate in some way with what he's placed within you and your personality. So being authentic and true to ourselves also means um, being mindful of working to bless others within our own areas of gifting and strength and motivation. And likewise, um, the people or person that we're reaching out to, to be mindful of, of their loves, their love language, their needs, obviously, their circumstances, and also their unique personality. If, if you're encouraging or building up a very quiet or shy person, you probably don't want to send them a gorillagram, if you remember those dreadful gorillagrams <laughs> where someone dresses up as a gorilla and jumps into a restaurant scene and suddenly sings happy birthday and yada yada. So we think about the person that we're reaching out to and, and the Bible says um, not only that but it talks about the mood and the circumstances. So the Bible talks about mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. So that's about aligning ourselves to where the person is at at the time. And um, with that diversity in mind, the diversity of our own gifts, the diversity of other people and, and their personalities and circumstances, it becomes clear 
that we need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive to his leading. Jesus said that he only did what he saw the Father doing. And the Father is always about blessing. However, he has a plan. And we need to listen and be led by the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes I know for myself, I've jumped in and tried to encourage someone when really what they needed was quiet listening. And the mood that I've brought may not have been appropriate. I've tried to be funny perhaps in a situation where someone is so weighed down that that's actually the opposite to what they need. So so learning wisdom and learning to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in the whole walk of faith that we have, including this area of reaching out and being a blessing to other people. And we will find through this journey that we will grow both in the use of our gifts, in our ability to listen to the Holy Spirit and follow his lead, in knowing other people and in the love that God gives us for other people as we exercise our willingness to be a vessel of that love we will find that it will change us more and more and make us more and more like the Lord. So lastly, I just wanted to bring forth um, a reflection on Jesus and a, a beautiful scene in Scripture that I love so much that you also would no doubt be familiar with. And it's in the Gospel of John. And it's where Jesus washes his disciples' feet right before the, the Passover and right before the crucifixion. And um, what I love so much about this scenario, I love that Jesus washed his disciples' feet knowing who he was, knowing that he had come from God, the Father, that he was returning to the Father, knowing that he was the Holy Son of God, dearly loved, beloved, and honoured. Jesus wrapped a towel around his waist. He got down on his knees. He took a servant stance in washing his disciples' feet and demonstrating servant love to them. But he did that from a place of knowing his own worth. And I think that's really important that we understand that when we serve, it's not a demeaning position that God wants us in. It's not a place where we allow ourselves to be used and walked all over. It's not a, a place where there's no personal boundaries or where our own needs are violated in any way. However, knowing who we are and that we are beloved children of God saved and redeemed, that he has made us righteous in his sight and that we stand before him completely free from condemnation and perfect in his eyes, knowing that about ourselves and being able to reach out and take a lower place to serve someone else is actually a wonderfully strong place to be in. It's, it, it will nourish your own soul. And I've really been learning this in the last 
10 to 15 years in my role at work um, as a special educator and it's a role that I relish uh, in that I learned so much about serving and um, God has really taken me on a great journey and taught me so much um, about being in that position and what a blessing it is um, to serve other people and always knowing that as you're doing that, it's actually Jesus that you're serving and ministering to and that he is well pleased with you in that space. So being a blessing is the most blessed experience and position I believe that we as Christians can find ourselves in. And I believe that it's the direction of of growth that God would see his church move in more and more because there is just so much need in our world and so much opportunity for us to work together as a body and bring forth the kingdom of God both through our words, our actions and our hearts, our prayers for those around us and for those within our own congregation. And this is how we build one another up and how we grow. And this is also how we lead people into the kingdom of the Lord. So God bless you this morning and I hope that he has encouraged you and I hope that um, as you reflect on this, you might feel prompted to ask the Lord to show you ways that you can be a blessing, which I'm sure you already are, but keeping on growing in this in this uh, journey of being a blessing, um, foregoing the need to have others approve of you and foregoing the need to have that sense of impressing others. Um, if that's something you've struggled with, it's certainly something I have. And by so doing, letting go of that stress and all the performance anxiety that goes with it, knowing that who you are is enough as you bring your offering both to other people and to God. So God bless you this morning and thanks for listening.